Welcome, everyone, to Season 2 of the Sport Kite Podcast. I am your host, Nick O'Neill, and I wanted to thank you for tuning in and listening. If you haven't already, would love it if you hit the subscribe button so that you get new episodes of the Sport Kite Podcast delivered to you fresh every week. We do kind of a little bit of everything. Uh, talks about tips, techniques, and terminology. And then we also do interviews with some of the prominent flyers, builders, designers, all of that that is out there. And we deliver that here on the Sport Kite podcast. If you haven't already, go over to sportkite.org, kind of give it a check out and uh, give us a like and a follow on Facebook. We'd love you for that. If you like what you're hearing here on the Sport Kite podcast, consider going to buymeacoffee.com slash sportkite and chipping in a little bit to help us keep this podcast and the website funded and going for generations to come. All right, so let's go ahead and get into this second episode of the second season of the Sport Kite Podcast, and it just happens to also be the second part of the interview with John Beresi. So uh, if you haven't had a chance to catch the first part of it, just go back to the previous episode, the one right before this, uh, check it out, and then follow it up with this one really happy with just kind of the overall conversation that I had with John. This is very naturally how all of our conversations go. And so hopefully it kind of feels like you're just kind of hanging out with friends as you sit back and listen to this. In this portion, we get a little bit more into kind of the philosophy and kind of the background of John's flying. And then the final part of this whole interview will be in the next episode. And in that, we will actually tackle one of the most frequently asked questions when it comes to quad line kite flying. And that has to do with leaders. And thankfully, John gets super in-depth all about leaders, everything you need to know about leaders. But that is next week's episode. In this week's episode, we're just going to sit back. We're going to keep having that awesome, friendly conversation between the two of us. And I really do hope that you feel like you're just kind of hanging out with the two of us, drinking your favorite beverage, kicking it on the beach, and just enjoying life. All right. So enough talking. Let's go. I've watched uh, some of your arcs, right, Um, with some other companies, uh, with what you're doing here. Uh, Of course, I've read all of the past. I didn't experience it um, before I met you. Mm. Um, And just kind of seeing exactly what you're saying, right, is Mm. it's that that personality and and putting it out there. And it's not the celebrity personality. Mm. It's the... I want to, you know, I want to connect with something real personality. I want to connect with something that's free in myself. Mm. And I'm seeing someone who is doing that and in doing it unashamedly. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and there's also because something to be let's said. Let's be but, honest. Kites mm. are, kites are, you know, in most people's minds, kites are a kids thing. They're dorky they're and blah, toys. blah, blah. Right. Yeah. They're toys. Yeah, right. Yeah. And yeah. here we are telling them, yeah, we spend like thousands of dollars on these things. And they're mm. like, excuse me? And they're like, right. yeah, but well, then I, I, I go and fly. Well, and- there, you know, this is something you always run into, right, is, is, is how to say this. Um, uh, 
people who fly high are always going to catch pies, right? I mean, it's, yes, it's yeah, it, right? it's so, the you know, uh, so, so, tall poppy. Yeah, yeah. So let's, you know, so you know, I, I step onto a on a kite festival, some international kite festival somewhere in the world, and I, you know, I do my peacock walk. You know, I got my, I got my rooster walk going on. <laughs> you know, because you know, you know. Oh, I'm I can see it in my yeah. head right I know now. You can, right. So you know, I know what I do. I, I that I don't in nowhere in my heart or my mind does that put me above or below anybody else. This is me. I'm I'm a peacock. I peacock's got to do what peacock's got to do, and. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something to be said for iconship, you know, and I don't know that's the proper word, but, um, and I, I've, I've had the good fortune again to have a 31 year overview from a massive number of different um, perspectives within kiting. And there is some parallel along with other factors, but one of the factors that has driven the rise and fall of kiting in a number of different ways is the, is the icons that are on deck, right? So when we have Scott Augenbaugh and team high performance coming through, that pushes a whole new wave of flyers behind them. And some people are going to, you know, turn their noses up because, you know, they're, they're peacocking in a way that, that, you know, kind of takes them off. But, but at the end of the day, again, the rise and fall of kiting has in, in part been tied to the, the presence or the incoming of people who have, have reached this kind of a, a pinnacle of self-expression and, and relative mastery. Um, and I've experienced that myself, you know, yeah, Miguel Rodriguez, Scott Augenbaugh, Carl Robertshaw, these, these amazing people. And you know what? We're people. We're not, we're not all going to be turned on or off by the same personality types. But at the end of the day, those are the people that that you know, you're you're going to find fifty others that that get that smell. And they're like, yeah, or or these these people have identified the operating rules of the universe well enough that they're able to explain it in a way that is relatable to so many people. So you know, I, I say keep throwing pies. You know, I, I like eating pie. Pie's tasty, but um, <laughs> but this is one of the things in, in my. So um, what not everybody knows is that. So in, indeed, so as so you mentioned kite life, you mentioned kite forge, um, but I also kind of operate as my own personal brand. And that personal brand is not only performance with with certain um, like Firestone and so forth, but um, is is the instructional side. So I, I do the I do individual lessons, dual line and quad line. I do team workshops. I, I mean, there's I've got like five different formats of instruction that I do. But even while I'm doing that, and I, it's this isn't a contrived thing, but I'm always um, I'm always scouting. Right. As I'm going through, I'm looking for um, subconsciously half aware, looking for people who who have it. Right. And, and I don't mean it like they, they fit a certain way of flying, but um, over the years, I've just I've just identified particular markers um, for people that can become that they can they can find some iconship and provide benefit and um, uh, immediate relatability to to other people. Um, and, and some of that is, I, you know, the first and foremost for me, you want to know how to be a good ass flyer. Be freaking tenacious. Don't stop to think about it. Do it again yeah, and again and again. Do it. do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Um, so, so you know, the, the, basically, you know, so like uh, my, one of my favorite examples I, is Brett Marshall. Love Brett Marshall. So he's, he's my, uh, my co-designer at Kite Forge and my brother, um, my teammate. He's my tail gunner on Team Kite Life. Um, I met Brett. Uh, I was traveling around the country in, in, in uh, 2014 and I'm passing through Detroit. And I get this message. It's like, yeah, so I, I, you know, you don't know me, but I heard you coming through Detroit. I wonder if I can get you for a, for a lesson, you know, we'll put you up for a night. <laughs> so anyway, so I, I spent the night at his house and, and got to hang out with uh, him and his wife, Katie. Um, so I give, I give Brett a lesson and, you know, this is 
Brett at that point, he don't, he don't know nothing, right? He's literally, he's got this quad he, he's, he's, and he's got so much forward on the handles, you know, quad flyers will understand, but there's, is he, the tuning is whack, man, it's whack. So I get out there and we meet up on the day um, and, and he can't fly. There's no wind. And so the first thing I do is I take those top leaders and I drop them, bam, way the heck out, which is less gas in light wind, which is counterintuitive. And, and, and Brett, like, he just looked at me. He's like, what? He, 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 he couldn't, he couldn't <laughs> believe it. Right. And then, but then I, but I, then I picked up the kite and I proceeded to do what I do. Right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm indomitable in terms of the wind. There's, I'm, I'm, I don't care about the wind anymore. So i had the setting on the kite and I made the kite do what it does. And he went, he looked at me, he looked at the kite and he just proceeded to try and try and try and try. And he never stopped. He just kept taking big fat bites out of that thing until he made it work. And so that, that indomitability um, is one of the markers of someone that can become a really great flyer. It's not the only route, but those are the ones that I find um, usually end up with the most verve. You know, uh, Spence Watson was another great example like that. Not mm -hmm. that I seeded him, but he's a great example of someone who, you know, he, he don't stop and, and have a thousand reasons before he does the next thing. He just keeps doing it, keeps doing it, just dives in. Um, that and, and, and having a great attitude the whole time, treating yourself well. Um, and having some interest, not necessarily uh, overriding, but some interest in the people around you and the health of the community around you um, and your footprint, you know, and how you how you impact the environment you're in. You know, all of these things are, are markers. And I think they're all things that contribute to, um, again, really great icons. And they, they may very well end up flying their own way and, and, and fly their own kites and whatever it is. But this is this is round robin. You go all the way around, right? The, the snake eating its tails. These are then people that go on and design new kites. And these are mm -hmm. people that, that create new kite festivals and, and, and develop new teams. And right. So this is that icon ship. And so anyway, long winded comes <laughs> down to, you know, God bless the people who've stuck around long enough to give a little something back before they were consumed by a, you know, by a recreational pastime that they can't really subsidize themselves in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of hoping that some of those, some of the folks that maybe dropped off are kind of, you know, circling back. Maybe they just needed some time away because like you said, you can't subsidize yourself here, right? Mm -hmm. They're to make it fully in this industry is, it, I mean, you, you are the representative person here, right? Yeah. Like, well, they, you know, they, they, they say there is a saying in kiting. You, if you want to, if you want, if you want to have a million dollars in the kite business, start with two. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and, 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 you know, and people don't know this because, because when you look online, you, you know, I, I just have this, this enormous footprint, right. And kite forge and kite life and, mm -hmm. and all this, but dude, I, I live in a duplex. I'm, I'm still, I'm still, you know, 60 days out and you know, I'm, I'm living month to month or three months to three months. Um, you know, I, I don't make crap tons of money at this. Right. I do this because I freaking love it. I mean, I, I'm blessed. I am absolutely blessed that that I can that I can buy my organic produce. You know, I can I can you know I, I can live to some moderate you know level of standard that I love. But don't get me wrong, I'm not doing this to get rich. There, there's you know no way, no, no Jose. Otherwise, I would have put out 30 more kite designs earlier, right? I don't do anything in kiting without um, without a real guiding. Um, purpose, some real principle, you know, there's a kind of, again, I'm looking for a footprint, a reason for, for each thing that I do and lay out in the community. Yeah. And it's, I guess that's a representation of our community or that like perfectly encapsulates this whole, you know, that our, that the sport, it's really hard to subsidize, you know, being in it is that who else is like you, 
<laughs> yeah, it's very few. I, it's not not many. Um, yeah, right. And, 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 and you know, we may get off into this in a, in a different topic, but um, you know, the way that I've I've done is 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 my my uh, my business model, as it were, um, has been organic. It's mm-hmm. always just been following my heart, doing what I love, and then when I see something that I'm doing naturally finding legs or I see it, how it, how it connects um, to another portion or feeds another portion. Um, then I, then I just look for ways to subsidize it in a, in a way that is reciprocal. Right. So, you know, this, I, and I, I think, and it's not, you know, I, I'm an imperfect human. I'm always, I'm still trying to be a better person every day, but um, I'd like to think that everything that I produce um, that subsidizes me has heart behind it and it has um, yeah. you know if you, if you if you buy into a particular portion of it or you support a particular part of it you get knowledge back or you or you get genuine heartfelt interaction from me every person who buys a gin dude I, i'll be in i'll be in facebook messenger with them for hours learning about their journey and, and filling in little details and that's not a put on you know it's like i, I love that i really thrive on that um uh, kite life you know that started just because i've i'm watching the community just basically turn Alzheimer's, right? I mean, we're, we're yeah. gradually losing the dwindling our, puddle of gray. Yeah. Well, and you, you as sportkite.org, you know, is a, is a great example. You're, you're capturing data and history and things of, um, that are really representative of the fabric of, of kiting that are, that are important. Um, not, not to just preserve the, the reputation of somebody, but mm-hmm. damn it, that's our story. And, oh man. Um, I, I feel ooh. like I'm, in a lifeboat and the ship sank and I'm trying to, I'm trying to grab what I can as it's like disappearing. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Stay afloat. Come on, come yeah, over here. You know, I just call it, it's, it's, it's ongoing salvage. You know, it's yes, ongoing salvage. Yeah. That's what it is. You know, I'm just it, it, afraid I'm going to miss something. Right. That was like a, a wonderful bit of knowledge. And then it's, mm. it's gone. Right. And right. I'm just like, Oh, you know, I, I try not to let that keep me up at night. You know, you know, take take joy in the nobility of of the battle. You know, and where that where that yes. comes from in your heart. And I'm and I'm here to tell you, as as someone who's who's done it since uh, what 2003, right? Because 2003 mm-hmm. is when I up Took until over life. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, prior prior to 2003, you know, I was I was a competitor. Um, you know, and, a, and a, an accredited competitor, as it were, but I, but it was me. Right? It was about me. I, I show up, I do demos, I compete, and that sort of thing. But um, you know, kite life was the well, kite life was the first. I actually started on a little thing called Satori Kites, but but it was right in that same time period, and that was the first time that I um, became involved in projects that um, related to other people's experiences. You know, so you're recognizing and 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 um, biographing uh, other other competitors, or covering kite festivals, or doing interviews, or sharing information. You know, it's these it's things that transcend your your own desire to go to the, the, the beach and fly a kite and, and you know, and, and get your jollies off. <laughs> um, and that's, and that, and that really just added um, even more depth to, to the whole experience. You know, it, it, I know what I want to do when I wake up every day, I know who nice. I am and I know what it means to me. Um, and that didn't come from, from being a badass kite flyer. You know, that, that came from, came from seeing people spread their wings and, and just like yourself, um, putting in that time and saving what I can, helping what I can, 
Um, you know, and that's not a, that's not a pat on the head. It's a, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a mission. It's a mission, Yeah. you know, and I, and, and, and as you well know, you know, you, sometimes you'll be appreciated for it. Sometimes you'll catch shit for it. Um, yeah. Not everybody <laughs> understands. And sometimes, sometimes we're not yeah. even perfectly on track ourselves, right? We're, we're, we're subject to our own psychology, but at yes. the end of the day, yeah, yeah. by God, it means something to us. We are doing it for a reason. We're trying our best to, to, um, you know, to not only fuel ourselves because you don't fuel yourself, then you're going to run out of juice. Right. Yeah. But, but yeah, you want to, you want to, you want to capture it and, and make it um, accessible to other people so they can just have a good look at that thing that you love so much. Maybe they'll love it too. You know? Yeah. I've, I, I know <laughs> you've gotten asked the question cause I get asked it every now and then is like, why do you even, and, and I'm not talking about your flying, right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, you know, your website and uh, all, all of that, like, background stuff that just mm-hmm. kind of adds to the overall experience and you may pick like one project and you just get like deep in the weeds with it and people are like <laughs> why are you even doing this and i'm like because i feel i have to mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i i don't know how else to explain it mm-hmm. right it's like i i feel that this needs to happen mm-hmm. and probably you know what maybe one person's gonna care maybe one person's gonna love it but it's I feel it needs it needs to happen that this this project needs to happen or that this information needs to get saved or that I need to present this information for other people to use. I'm not getting finances out of it. Mm. Um, but I just I, I feel that imperative that yeah. it needs to happen so other people can use it and run with it. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, and, and, and it's because because I just love transparency, you know, because it's just good yeah. for me too. But like, um, <laughs> you know, when I like when I started Satori kite, so Satori kites was the precursor to my my next becoming as a kite flyer was um uh, it was right as the American kite circuit was was crashing apart and they basically died in '98. Um, you know, kite, kiting kind of that that was the last of the true heyday, and then we went through a sort of a second wave of heyday, but. Um, 98, uh, American Kite Magazine folded, um, uh, Kite Lines Magazine folded, uh, American Kite Circuit folded. It, there was, that was a big marker for a, a shift of things. And so it was right about 2002, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this kind of, this is my thing, right? And, I, and, I, and this is, I'm, I'm, I'm saying here in this, I was self-interested in this regard at that moment. Um, I'm watching it all disappear. So like, who's, who's going to know about my championships or whatever? And the, you know, it, it is what it is, right? But, but so I, the Satori Kites was, was um, a, bio, it was an online website um, uh, that collected biographies of competitors from all over the world. And the intent of that was to make biographies available to, to um, announcers to give a little bit of that baseball card. You know, you're reading the back of the baseball card and you're reading the stats and it gives a little bit of iconship for the flyers. And that was the very beginning of me trying to gather um, uh, videos of sport kite competitions. And this is really kind of pre YouTube blow up and all of that. So um, I was self-motivated because I wanted to be in that pool too. You know, granted, I wanted a pool with old crap ton of other awesome baseball cards in there. But yeah, I'm, 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 but I'm watching I'm watching my baseball world, you know, potentially shrink away. All that history could go away. So I was I was motivated, I think, honestly, you know, just to shoot straight to, to save my own my own feeling, you know, it's all that, that, and just a lot of love and I, I enjoy it. And it was part of my identity, um, which goes a lot back to my, my upbringing where I've come from in my life. Um, kiting has been, 
it's been my home. It's been my home since the very first day that I found it. And I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm getting choked up right now. Right. But so that, that is also part of what's, what's driven me to try to preserve it. But yeah, Satori kites, I was self-motivated. And then in the initial process of doing that, um, you know, Michael Lard, my good friend and, and teammate from Captain Eddie's, he had kite life, uh, kite life at that point. It was the first online kite magazine. It was an easing. Um, and then he became involved with the AKA, American Kite Flyers Association. He became the editor for Kiting Magazine and kind of brought it back into a, a full color. He's, he was the person responsible for bringing it back into a full color format and glossy pages. And um, he was getting to a point where he was just so busy and he saw what I was doing with Satori Kites. He says, hey, uh, you know, would you would you take over Kite Life, man? Would you give this a run? And, like this is my first entry, and um, yeah, so I, I became a webmaster, editor, whatever, and I started gathering articles. And we had one advertiser left with um, with Kite Life at that point, so I'm making two hundred and fifty bucks like every three months or something, right? That was my income from kiting, and uh, it was into the wind. Into the wind has been a sponsor of Kite Life since day one with with Michael Art, and and still is um, is is still a paying sponsor with the website. Um, but uh, yeah, that's you know that's that's it. It, it, it went from self interest to feeling that connection with everybody else and trying to preserve the community and to having the opportunity to, to deal with articles and, and interview people and, and get a little bit of a different look at kiting, you know, more as a, as a, uh, uh, as a steward, you know, less than a, less as much than a, than a, than a superstar or whatever the hell that is, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God love a little honesty, you know, <laughs> just a little, just a little. All right. So thank you for tuning in and listening to the second half of the interview with John Barassi. And do stay tuned because next week we will be tackling that big question when it comes to quadline kites. And that is what are leaders? What do they do? Blah, 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 blah. Everything leaders, leaders, leaders. And we're not talking about the person on the kite field. We're actually talking about a piece of equipment that helps you fly better. But You'll have to wait till next week to hear kind of John's whole philosophy and approach to leaders on quad line kites. With that being said, uh, if you haven't already, go to buymeacoffee.com slash sportkite. Maybe consider chipping in a buck or two. It's really helping. We're really ramping up uh, the number of listeners. I love seeing all the statistics come in of people tuning in and loving the show. So, uh, yeah, every one of you supporters that has stepped up, you're amazing. You are keeping this thing alive and you're, you're helping me put it out for more of the sport kite flyers out there, the budding sport kite flyers, the master sport kite flyers, those that are new to it, those that have been doing it forever. And then the enthusiasts like myself. So, yeah. Oh, one last favor that I do ask is if you could go ahead and go to sportkite.org on Facebook, give it a share, a like, share it with your friends, uh, share this podcast episode with your friends. Uh, the more we get the word out there, the more we can put out there. So, uh, yeah, if you have any feedback, go ahead and send me a message at info at sportkite.org. And I will see y'all next week.